Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Today in the studio, we are talking with Guillermo Galdamez, and he is a senior consultant at Enterprise Knowledge. He specializes in the design of strategy for knowledge management, content, and taxonomy at organizations across Latin America, Canada, and the U.S. He holds a master's in library and information studies from McGill University. As an organization looks at knowledge management as a useful operational piece, how is it that strategy plays into that? Well, the thing about strategy is that the business is already getting some value out of knowledge management, right? You want to be able to continue to deliver that value as the uh, organization evolves, as it grows, any changes in the operations happen. So the strategy piece is about setting a path and setting up mechanisms so that uh, the knowledge management program can grow together uh, alongside the operation and be a strategic mm -hmm. partner moving In forward. In your example, though, you're quoting something about it that it already exists. Yeah. What happens with the organization that's going to do it for the first time? So if they're trying to stand up a knowledge management program, I mean, there's several things. There's several scenarios in there. Okay. There is the first scenario is that, you know, usually organizations are doing knowledge management to some degree but they are not doing it in a systematic way, in a, in a disciplined way, hmm. in a holistic way. So everybody's doing knowledge management to uh, satisfy their own either individual needs uh, hmm. at the individual level or mm -hmm. teams might be you know, instituting some sort of uh, processes to help them manage your knowledge. So in that scenario, it's really about finding the things that are working, uh, where are the pain mm -hmm. points, people are trying to to solve through their knowledge management, whatever they have, and how, one, you could expand it, improve it. Also, you know, since it's something that's already working with, within the organization, could it be transferred into other areas of the business? Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. For instance, like a knowledge map, a knowledge gap uh, analysis of an organization, a division, a section, trying to understand where, what, how, you know, all the, all the mechanisms that are right. And yeah. kind of being that, that surveyor, if you will, of what is, mm -hmm. what, what's going on. And that probably is an expertise that's not usually in house. Uh, no, not always. Um, there, and if there is that expertise, I think coming in as a consultant, it's not that Sometimes they don't have the expertise, but sometimes they don't have the time or the resources to allocate oh, yeah. to doing right. that. They are generally people within the organization. They're are, busy doing their, their normal job, right? Yeah, yeah, they're already overstretched and uh, they're trying to accomplish their day-to-day. -day. Okay, so if you were going to give advice to somebody that uh, does not have a CAM strategy in their organization, but they're interested and you were going to give them three bits of information to get them started other than what we were just talking about, which would probably be a heavy lift of that, would be a, a knowledge map of where, where is everything now and how is it working? So what would be your three top advice pieces to get somebody thinking about 
what the uh, next step should be. I think the first piece of advice is to try to get understanding of what knowledge management is, right? There are so many different mm. definitions for knowledge management and it has, it covers so many areas. Different organizations may place a different emphasis in different areas of focus or different. Sure. Uh, that's the first one. Just and kind of bubbling up what it is to them, right? And conceptualizing yeah. what want, probably one is what is knowledge? What do we think knowledge is, right? Mm -hmm. In this organization, and how would we define managing such an asset? Yeah, even beyond defining it, like why do we want to manage it? Why? Mm. Why is it important that we do this? Good. Yeah. Right? Why the so, why? Why are we doing yeah, this? Exactly. exactly. So that's that's like the the first step. Right, really understanding what it is and why do we want to do it, and being able to, you know, really speak to different stakeholders around the organization to get buy-in, hmm. and understanding what their motivators are, what's uh, driving their their business, on you know, on an organizational level, but also sometimes it's important even uh, to recognize what are the drivers on a personal level. Explain that to me. What, what do you mean? People have different objectives, right? And their objectives, they might align their own personal agenda with uh, their organizational objectives. So people might, you know, they might respond a mm. lot to uh, recognition if they want the accolades. Motivators, right? You're, you're talking about what motivates them. Yeah, yeah. Through yeah. The, your knowledge management program, you can set up good KM behaviors if you're understanding what makes making people tick their their personalities. I mean, some people might want the recognition. I've been in yeah. places where, you know, people just, they don't value that as much because they think, well, you know, if we recognize mm -hmm. the value of knowledge management, this should be like the baseline of what we should be doing. So this should be the standard and we should not be mm. congratulated for doing the bare minimum. Uh, it, it really depends on some people, you know, they have a particular processes that they're doing manually and it takes two days out of the week just to get all their numbers in order. Can you do something uh, that really, that can really solve that? And then you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you got a champion behind you uh, because you can demonstrate the value of managing all the influx of information, data, and knowledge that you need to get your job done. And that really is a key indicator of just being adaptive to innovation. You're looking at business processes and pain points in particular, and trying to look at leveraging either better processes, better technology, better people uh, skills to make the work less work. Yeah. Or making, it's not only about making the work less work but also allowing people to focus on higher value activities right if you're doing a lot of menial tasks you know a lot of things a lot of the issues that we run into is that people take forever to find the information that they need to do their jobs <laughs> right so you know there yeah. is no central repository there is no like a single source of truth to find what they you need you got versions and slices and different pockets yeah, and so, different you know you're talking about Sometimes you're talking about organizations with thousands of people. I mean, somebody within the organization must know what was the latest version. You would hope the, so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that, that's, the, that's a big assumption. Uh, it can take somebody uh, 
three to four phone calls or three to four uh, different email requests just to get one, the information that you need in the best case scenario, Mm -hmm. or two, like getting the name of somebody who who can get you one step closer to what you need. Yeah, right. You're almost like a private detective at this point trying to find the hidden treasure. Exactly. And, And the sad part about it is that it's so common in organizations that people just take that as the normal way that things should be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because they came into the culture Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how things have always operated. It's one of those paradigms that really need addressed. It's almost like, you know what? You're part of the problem. You're enabling a broken system by compensating for all of this hunt and peck, uh, in search and waste of time that you're spending how much money on, you know, as if you, if you did an equation of how much time was spent searching, divide that by your salary and say, oh, that just costs the company X, yeah. right? Or yeah. And sometimes in, in the worst case scenarios, you know, you find a piece of information that you think is right mm. and you use it and, uh, you make bad decisions mm. that can cost the company a lot of money. Yes. Um, right. So there's yeah. an element of risk to that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, going back to uh, your question, there's a lot of activities like these that are really not adding value uh, and really not getting you closer to achieving uh, your personal objectives and your organizational objectives either. Mm-hmm. Searching for a document, uh, spending hours searching for it doesn't really help anybody. It doesn't really matter how what the IT solution is at that point because it's still a personnel it's, it's still a, a human behavior. Yeah, it tends to be on a number of issues. So at EK, where we work, we tend to break down knowledge management into five areas of focus hmm. or five dimensions. So one is the people, you know, kind of like the personal attitudes towards sharing knowledge, their availability or their disposition to uh, share what they know or how trusting they are. Then there are the processes, which, you know, uh, how do you have any guidelines around capturing knowledge, how you share it, how you're any processes to make sure that it's current and up to date. Then there's the content aspect of it, like the knowledge aspect. So how does it look like? Where is it stored? Are you delivering it in a format that's actually usable? The fourth one is uh, culture. Mm -hmm. Right. And these are like the collective attitudes of knowledge management. And this has to do with is the organization incentivizing? Does it have leadership support? Uh, so things of that nature. And finally, the final dimension is technology, yeah. where you know we we tend to speak about it last because it is an enabler of the first four. Right. And you shouldn't be doing technology for for technology's sakes, you don't want, you know, the shiny new object and, you know, you don't know how to use it, but that analogy that comes up for me is the tail wagging the dog. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's also the case so, so often in, in, uh, in our industry in KM where, where it's, um, mm-hmm. uh, technology yeah. leads the way. It's not a matter of just like the personal things, but it, it also has these other elements around it. To wrap this up, and I like the five domains, that, that makes good sense. And I think that makes a good visual for most folks to understand the parts of the puzzle, right? It's not just one piece here. And if you don't look at it as an integrated, yeah. uh, strategic, uh, more importantly, understanding of what not just what is now, but what is and should be five years from now in that strategic view and vision, that's a lot of work. 
And if anybody's not willing to put the work in, you're going to get exactly what they put into it. Not much. Uh, if they don't put the work in, right? The, the heavy lifting and the understanding and building a vision. Um, what is your definition of knowledge management? Oh, that's a great question. And that that's always stunts me. Uh, <laughs> but knowledge management, like I said, there's so many of them. Uh, so the, the... Well, what's your personal, what, what is, don't give me the industry <laughs> standard. Well, come on now. No, get, so the, what, they, what do you, the... when you put your head on a pillow at night, you're like, ah, oh, KM, that's. <laughs> no, KM is what's uh, the dream about like? being able to deliver leverage all of the organization's knowledge resources and put it to the use of its staff uh, so that they can accomplish uh, the strategic objectives of the company. That entails a whole lot. You can really go down a, a very, very deep rabbit yeah. hole if you if you try to um, break that definition apart. But really, it's about making sure that you're preserving, acquiring, preserving, and delivering knowledge to the right people to be able to accomplish your organizational yeah. objectives. Yep. I get you. So who's responsible for that in your vision of an organization? Is it uh, architecture of KM related people throughout the organization or does everyone in the organization have a responsibility to um, KM or is it both? Yeah. So it's, it's both, right? So everybody should be responsible for contributing to knowledge management in their own ways, whether that, that is, as simple as, hey, you know what? I found this uh, mistake in our knowledge base, uh, just flagging it for an admin. And if you have a formal structure of KM leadership too, right? That's where you know people start being responsible for the whole program, for different systems, uh, for different projects. It's, uh, it's a matter of, of both, I think. And mm -hmm. I don't know if your question was like, about like, where, where does the responsibility lie? uh in a more formal structure i think it it really is uh it depends on the organizational context every organization is different i've seen uh organizations where they elevate you know the position of uh, knowledge management to be kind of like on the c-suite so you have like a chief knowledge officer but sometimes i've seen it within operations i've seen it within it uh, within sales. So it really depends on the focus that they want to give it. And the good thing about KM is it can deliver value no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's meant to cut across organizational boundaries and organizational silos. So really you can you can expand your program from wherever you are sitting. One thing that just popped up on a strategic side is how much strategy is given towards the new international standard for KM. Have you looked into trying to align any organization um, to achieve those goals? I, I haven't taken a, a deep dive into uh, the new ISO standard, okay. to be honest with you. I know some people are beginning to ask about it. Yeah. So it, it's definitely something that, that I need to take a closer look. Um, you know, to think of a strategy, you've got to look at the whole environment, right? Mm -hmm. Internal, external. It's not just that we're going to internally look at how we're doing, Cam. We also have to look at the environment in which we sit. Mm -hmm. You know, in some aspects yeah. to some industries, ISO is a definite big thing to, to go mm -hmm. for and to make part of their business. Yeah, definitely. Um, and talking about like the external uh, aspect of uh, KM2, like there are challenges also when organizations that are very open. Uh, so think about like 
international institutions or multilaterals that have not only a wealth of knowledge inside of them, but they need to communicate with experts in other countries or uh, or in other governments, or uh, you, you need to be able to manage that in, in a way. So that's, that's a great point that you made. Well, thank you very much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax-exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.